You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. And Hornets. Top 25 college basketball. Number 21, Washington State wins at number four, Arizona 77-74. Third ranked, Purdue rolls over Rutgers 96-68. I'm Eddie Garcia. Inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. And good morning. Welcome into a Friday edition of Inside the Locker Room. About made it through. Another week. I almost didn't make it here. Um, I don't have any coffee at home, which was an error on my part. So I went by Starbucks. These lids on Starbucks are not good. They, When you try to put it down, that lid will pop off. When that lid pops off, Justin and Dad, and that coffee is scalding hot, it is not fun. Uh, I, may need, I may need to contact Prince Clover and Hayes for a burnt hand on coffee. Well, I just, I have not gone to Starbucks in probably six months, and I got a card for Valentine's Day, a a gift card, Uh, so I'm not actually spending out of pocket. It's a gift card, and I had none at home, but anyway, I got a burnt hand. Burn hand from that. All right. Uh, if you want to follow us on X at Locker Room 109 at Barry Sanderson at Webster's one email, wimpandberry at yahoo.com. Got an email just a minute ago. I'll read that to you guys after Dad does his deal uh, there. Also, download the Tide 100.9 app to your smartphone and you can take us with you anywhere you go. Before we get started, though, we want to thank our great sponsor, and that is obviously is. Yellowwood, and uh, it's that time of year again. The honeydew list is growing. It's starting to warm up outside. The projects are adding up. The time is right to build that new fence deck pergola you've been dreaming about. There's no better product to build with than Yellowwood brand. Pressure-treated pine. Yellowwood offers the best protection from rot, fungal decay, and termite attack, so you know your project will last for years to come. Head on down to that local dealer. And always remember, if it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, you don't want it. Justin Jones behind the glass, ready to roll. Got his roll tide hat on. He's ready to go. Good morning, Dad. You got your roll tide or war eagle? What do you got on? Uh, I got nothing. Yellowwood, yellowwood hat. Yeah, I yellowwood's what I need to have on to get to keep this show going. Um, I want to thank everybody for listening. And Keith Askins going to be on my nice of him to do so. 6.30 his time out there. Of course, Keith was a great player for us, and he's evaluating for Pat Riley. Probably you don't know it, but Pat Riley was a guy who tried to call and write a letter to, try to recruit him when he was in New York. Uh, of course, uh, Keith played for Pat Riley. I'll talk to him about that when he when he gets on. Sonny Smith uh, called him last night to be sure he was going to be on, and he's going to be on. Mm-hmm. Mexico. Uh, Davis Riley was plus two. Uh, Robbie Shelton was minus four. There may have been one other there that played because Zara played there. I, f- I forgot his score. Uh, we'll, we'll see right there. Dead period. But a commissioner is trying to be shoved uh, two weeks later, or uh, uh, take it off the month of December for recruiting, uh, for signing periods. So the month of December would be vacant. We didn't have to go out. And uh, they would try to do it two weeks prior to uh, earlier than that finish it up there before the 1st of December. 
idea that the co- that the coaches have uh, okayed. Uh, they like that idea, and actually, I'm sure they would. And so we'll see what happens with that situation there. Outside of that, I'll kind of scatter around and tell you real quickly. Um, I like. I didn't. I wasn't crazy about Arizona. I don't know why they got beat last night, but that was one of the teams that got beat last night. That's uh, you know high up in, in the rankings of either a one or two seed. Uh, you're gonna find uh, tomorrow uh, a, a little bit of interest in South Carolina at Ole Miss at two thirty. Uh, see if South Carolina can keep up what they're doing. Ole Miss has dropped down below the the, the invite line right now. Uh, Alabama Kentucky will be at three o'clock on CBS. Uh, Auburn goes to Georgia. They better be a little bit careful in that game if they, you know, if they're ready to play in A and M at Tennessee. Now listen to me, because I study this stuff pretty close. To be going down now to the last five games, Alabama's got a one-game lead. The toughest schedule by far lies at Tennessee. Tennessee and they, and A and M, you know, A and M won't be that big, but A and M, they got A and M, Auburn, Alabama, at South Carolina and Kentucky. Uh, they, they're playing every one of those teams, you know, or uh, com- contenders trying to get in the NCAA tournament. So Alabama's, you know, has the has the has the Ole Miss, Florida down there, and Kentucky thing, but and Tennessee at home. So they're probably the second toughest. So those two are, are going to be the winner, if you want to call it the winner of the round robin, uh, as it stands uh, uh, today. Uh, outside of the dead period, let's see what else I had for you. I think that's. Uh, uh, see, um, LSU got fined uh, for going on the court making the shot. Muhammad Waig Waig, excuse me, is suspended for one game because of a he should have been an elbow that was pretty bad. Uh, he has a little bit of a problem with that, and I think the other kid that got suspended has a little problem with getting mad when he fouls. So I uh, whatever. Uh, our former head coach, Nick Saban, has said that um, he would like to have some meaningful ideas and changes with college football that uh, it has turned out to be right now not college football. So he made that statement today, and I think he'll, uh, yesterday, and I think he'll do everything he can in the right way to make college football, college basketball, everything else, I guess, all goes together. A basketball story goes together with it, uh, straighten that, that situation out. So I'm giving you what's going to happen, not what's going to happen, but the games for tomorrow, five games to go, and then the 13th day of, of March, I believe that's correct, uh, we'll have the SEC tournament starting in in Nashville, and um, the winner of that tournament probably will be one of the favorite teams uh, as we talk about them now. One of the four or five teams, of six teams that have a shot. There are seven teams. Lenardi was on last night. There are seven teams with losing records right now. The the last team in for for the for the league is Mississippi State. Ole Miss and A and M have dropped out as of right now. The team, the league with the most uh, bids will be the the, pack, the the Big Twelve, and second secondly, of course, would be the SEC. So uh, that's about all I have. Uh, I'm sure there's something I left. Uh, Eli Gold's got a new job. Uh, uh, well, he's going with the pros, but I didn't know it. He's going out. to the uh, Arena Football League. He's going to call, be the voice of the Nashville Cats. Uh, so 
He says he's returning. And the reason he says returning, he used to do TV for the Nashville Cats uh, back when they were on NBC and TNN. Uh, so he will be the new voice of the Nashville Cats Arena Football uh, up in Nashville. Will that so be radio or TV? It'll be radio. Will he be have to go here? Have to move to Nashville? Well, I wouldn't say he had to move. I'm sure they don't. I don't know how many games the Nashville Cats play. What twelve, fifteen? You probably have to go up there and six times that's or whatever. Football, that's a NFL football league it's a franchise. Not I NFL, think. but. It's uh, arena, fo- arena football. I don't know anything about arena football. Okay, uh, well, they give you a paycheck. You play inside if it's an arena football. Uh, Alabama went on the uh, – I'm not going to get you to comment, but D- Eli put his version out there. Uh, Justin, comment. You've heard uh, – uh, Eli's been on about every radio show out there from Mobile to Huntsville. He's been on this show. He's been on 95.3 The Bear. He's been – and. uh he basically told his side, and so Alabama came out and told their side. I, I understand why Alabama came out and told their side. What was their side? Their side was they offered him a limited role. They wanted him to do the A-Day game. Uh, and kind of his last hurrah, he said, give me one more season. Let me do one more season. They did, And then they were going to have him have a small role with CTSN, and he declined uh, that so evidently he said on ninety five three the bear this morning there was some tension between he and Greg Byrne I don't know if it's CTSN I'm sorry Crimson Tide Sports Network uh, where, which is who employs Eli and Chris and those guys okay. so evidently he and Byrne met he met with those guys uh, he said give me one more year uh, they said no they said you can do the a day game then we'll have you do some stuff on a limited basis. But we're going to make a change, and so they came out and they wanted to put their side out because I think they were getting a lot of backlash from how they handled Eli. So and only his story was getting out. I wish personally they would just taken the high road and it would have died, but they had to get their story out. Justin, your comments about the whole thing—you probably heard more about it than me. <laughs> yeah, it's, you're right. Eli's been on a lot of sta- uh, stations and shows that we have here. Uh, at Town Square Media, uh, most of them pretty good interviews, but he said a lot of the same thing. Is I think he's just really tried to battle for that last year. Yeah. Um, the university and Greg Byrne has made up their mind. So, like you said, they wanted to do the A-Day game and kind of do a hurrah and honor him. Um, but with that conflict there, they never really agreed to anything, and it kind of fell out. I think it was really and I may be wrong in saying this, but I think Eli was just really battling to get that, but the university was not going to Yeah, and I, I thought I heard him say, we got a call. Who's that holding up there? I thought I heard him say they were going to pay him one more year, so his contract ran until June. But maybe, well, maybe it's till this June. So I don't know. Anyway, he's going to get paid. Now he's going to the Arena Football League and the Nashville Cats. All right, we'll take the break here. We'll get to Tom when we get back from break. You guys want to call in and uh, talk about that situation? Fine. I I understand Alabama had to get their version out there because they were getting killed. Sometimes I just think you just bite the bullet and move on, and in a couple of days it'll die down. Two men in a truck out thirteen thirty Martin Road East. That's where you go pick up your boxes, your packing supplies, whatever you need to make this a smooth meal. It's local, out of town, out of state. Let the professionals handle it. They'll take great care of you and your stuff. Give them a call today. 205-247-5050. That's two 
men in a truck, movers, who care? Tide 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the towns of Nissan Traffic Center. We are seeing a better traffic flow now on eastbound 2059 at Joe Malisham Parkway. This was the scene of an accident, which is still working, but it's out of the road. And the backup we had had there has dissipated. Now, further east at the Damler Benz Boulevard exit in uh, Colleen, we're still looking at that crash, but no backup through that area and no major problems. If you're traveling 69 up from Hale County at this early hour with the Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread. Good Friday morning. Birmingham Mayor Randall Woodfin is urging black athletes to leave UA and other colleges in the state if the legislature passes a pending law that would prohibit diversity, equity, and inclusion programs on Alabama college campuses. In a social media post, Woodfin likened the bill to Governor George Wallace's schoolhouse door stand at Fall. Best bet for big wins is just minutes away at Birmingham Racecourse Casino, where you can be a winner too. Off I-459, exit 31, Derby Park. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. We'll forecast a clearing sky today, Tuscaloosa size 68. For tonight, mostly fair with a low at 44. The weekend will be dry, lots of sunshine tomorrow and Sunday. The high tomorrow 62, the high Sunday in the upper 60s at 68. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 52 degrees in Tuscaloosa. For more from Tide 100.9, let's it fly! on Twitter, Facebook, and SoundCloud. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Yellowwood, pressure-treated pine from Great Southern Wood. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want it. If you're going to build the five-star backyard, go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that is closest to you. All right, to the Yellowwood hotline, get Tom in. Good morning, Tom. Morning. Morning, Barry. Morning, Coach. How are y'all this morning? We're good. How are you, buddy? I'm good. Thanks for asking. Um, nervous about the game tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, could be, be a tough one. Uh, you got a angry, uh, Great. Kentucky team at home that needs a win and, uh, Alabama coming off a, an emotional victory. Uh, so we'll see what the hell they do, but they're, they're equipped to go in there and play well. I think you're right. I, I hope we do. And even if we get beat, if we, if we get beat, you know, like playing real good, I, I, I don't ever have a problem with, I don't like to lose, but, uh, I don't ever have a problem if, if we, like Coach said, if we go in there and look like we're ready to play, ready, wanting to win. You know what I mean? Right. And then if they beat you, they beat you. And uh, but uh, <clears throat> yeah, I'm. Ner- but I think I'm more nervous about what you know the 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 positive, how elated I would be if we beat Kentucky and and then what's in front of us. You know what I mean? The possibility of outright winning the conference and getting that nice buy for the tournament. You know what I'm saying? And possibly, you know, working your way up the uh, ladder of seed in the NCAA tournament, which I don't think it really means that much on that, but still the prestige of doing it, you know? I like the seed does matter. Uh, the higher seed. Yeah, the closer you get to play at home, I think all that does matter. So I think winning the regular season would really help them get a – Maybe at worst a three seed, uh, so I, I do think that's a big factor. Uh, those that well, seed is big. I, I think when I when I got my seeds, Tom, um, the committee all they thought about was Alabama was football. 
We were yeah. pretty good, but we weren't that good. We were whatever, and they we had. And I'm not. I'm not complaining. I, I, I we got tough seeds. I mean, tough So yeah, you know, if you can get a two or a three seed, you know, you're pretty good chance you're going to win that first round game. And you're sitting there at eight or a nine. I mean, it's a coin flip. Seven, Ooh. ten, five, twelve. That's a coin flip as to whether you're going to win that true, first game. You, I, I you know. about all that, but that that's, that that makes a lot of sense. But uh, it's hard. So let me let me you know in retrospect. Uh, when when uh, they handed you your seed for the NCAA tournament and so forth, it was almost like they gave that you know that you were glad just to be there. You know what I mean? It, that that's well, the way they yeah. looked at us. I, and, I think you know, yeah, I think you're right. You know, one of the things we find out every year is we think, man, when they get to the tournament, if they win two or three games, they're going to play themselves in. I don't think the committee looks at the tournament as much as the fans do. Like you, your seed never really improves based on what you do in the tournament, obviously, unless you obviously win the tournament and you weren't going to go, which doesn't happen uh, very often. So usually the tournament does not mean – quite as much as you think it does, uh, Tom. Uh, yeah, I think uh, uh, the, the most noise about conference tournaments are people that are nervous about getting in, A, and then B, wishful thinking. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hopefully yeah. And they get off the bubble and, and, and actually get into the tournament. I think uh, that, uh, that that's a reflection of some of those uh, emotions, but... Uh, I wanted to say something about Coach Saban and uh, his comments about the contributions that he might be able to make to, to college football. And, and it's this right here. In one of his interviews uh, after he announced he was going to retire, he had a sit-down. I can't remember who it was, but uh, they were talking to him. It may have been at uh, at the tip-off club that he made a uh, talk at, but uh, he he brought this subject up, and I think this is what he needs to hammer home. When you look in retrospect at football on college campuses and college life, look at how much college football has paid the way and, and made opportunities for other people to have uh, a chance to go to college, and to participate in a sport and, and compete. And he brought that up in one of those interviews saying that, yeah, college football, you know, kind of pays the bills, but look at all the good that came out of what college football pays. And, and you know, we, we, uh, when Title IX comes through, we was all, or I was, oh, they, you know, they're just robbing the golden goose, just robbing the golden goose. And then, but if you take a realistic view at it and look at the good that uh, football was able to do with Title IX, I think it's been a good thing. I think that point needs to be hammered home uh, on a national scale. What do you think? That, oh, as far as as far as the Title IX thing. Well, no, that, about football and the present state of college football how it's afforded other people to be able to participate in competition in in other sports. You know, it It pays. It has, I agree. But I think the NIL part, 
it's going to be a problem. Like you, yeah. you can't give women's basketball the same NIL money that you're going to give football. You, you just can't run a business that way. Uh, and, and that's going to be the big scream if they uh, start paying these football guys and basketball guys that are bringing in the revenue. Uh I just don't think you can pay, and, and not just women's, the men's soccer team. They're not bringing in any money yeah, or tennis team. Throwers. Yeah, <laughs> it's not title nine. It's whether, is your, is your sport bringing in any money? If your sport's bringing right. in money, you can make If it's not, then be happy with your scholarship. And, I mean, That's but, right. But I don't know that it'll but be that still, way. Barry, on that point right there, don't you think the reason they got that scholarship, the reason they can have a scholarship is because – of the revenue generated by football and basketball. Yeah, that's a fact, no doubt. Yeah, and, and I careful. think that's a point that a lot of people are not looking at. Look at who else we help with the revenue that we generate. Look who else gets an opportunity to compete and get an education. Yeah, the problem you have with that. The problem you have with that is the problem you have with that is they never think they get enough. And you know it's just it's like it's like giving your whatever stuff. They, they they never think they get enough, and they compare the 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 they compare. If you're not careful in some places, they compare what they're getting uh, as what another school is getting with their other athletics. With yeah, yeah, and Tom, is it be fair? Very careful, Tom. It's it's a booger bear with the lady. I, I don't mean to, I hate to say this, but the ladies with. Will compare and also the the, the sports and, and with the men will do a lot of compare. There'd be a lot of knock on AD's doors about you know so and so is getting a lot more and we're getting. I don't understand it. Yeah, because of football, Tom, and I don't want to make this a gender, but why should women the women's basketball team get fifteen scholarships? And the men's only get thirteen. Like that just doesn't seem right. And the, and they're bringing in all the money. <laughs> why is that right? That's not right. I agree. There's a lot of discrepancy that could be could be uh, fixed if somebody would be willing to do it. But, but I don't think you I can. Thought, you know, yeah. I, I was thinking about what Coach Saban said about afford, affording others opportunities, and I think that's a really good point yeah. in all of the discussion about what is the problem with what we're doing, you know? Yeah. Thank you, Tom. Thanks. See y'all. Have a good one. All right, back up to the Yellowwood Hotline. Get Philip in. Good morning, Phil. Good morning, uh, Barry. I wanted to ask you. I know you you've got uh, some good sources, and and you can give us more than what we get out of the print media sometimes. But can you do you know of, of any inside information on on uh, right sales availability tomorrow? I keep here day-to-day, day, but I just wonder if you knew anything. I, had, uh, Jay, I know he uh, went to social media and just said ha- something about soon. So, you know, depending on, you know, was it a concussion? I, I don't know. I didn't dig uh, mm-hmm. into that. If it's a concussion, then you have certain tests you have to pass before you can, uh, you know, be able to practice. And then normally they'll make you, there's certain steps you have to get there. And I'm not saying it was or wasn't a concussion. Yeah. So uh, I'm honestly right. not sure. Uh, I probably would, mm-hmm. if I'm guessing, I would say it's 50-50 <laughs> that he plays on Saturday. Yeah. Well, the good news is it's just Friday. I, you know, um, we'll know more here a little bit, I guess. If he boards that airplane, that <laughs> may be a good sign. Yeah, no doubt. Might be a good sign. I uh, know the Waggy uh, suspension, I think, was... I think that was merited. That was a, yeah, that was pretty bad. Uh, pretty bad. And yeah, I think yeah. Florida got the foul on that play, right? 
Forty yeah, out the foul on that play bear. Can you believe it? Oh yeah. <laughs> um, uh, gosh, I mean that guy, that poor kid got tomahawked. Yeah, that's uh, you know, you talk about a cheap shot. Uh, oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. He was lucky it was just one game, I believe, Bear. No doubt. It should have been three. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I can't argue with you one bit on that. Well, it was I cannot two, argue. The Florida player hit his head into Waggy's knees and then got the elbow, like two. Yeah, you oh, know, yeah. of course, when you put it in slow motion, a lot of times things look a lot worse than what they were in actual. So I'm hoping that was, I don't know, it just didn't look good. But No, it didn't. And uh, you're right. I mean, things change when you slow-mo it, but. That one changed for the darn worse. Yeah. Uh, Philip, I want to get your opinion. Uh, did you think the university had to put out that statement or could they just take in the high road? Even though they're getting beat up, I'm, and I'm referring to Eli Gold, they're getting beat mm -hmm. up. They wanted to get their story out. I think they probably were frustrated that he's gone on the radio tour putting his version out. Were you yeah. okay with them putting it out or should they just have said, you know what, just let it go? It's just a mess. It's 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 the it's devolved into a into a mess, and I'm sorry it's turned out that way. But you know, um, I called Martin's show a little while ago, and I think the clumsy part is is that um, apparently Chris and Eli are employed through the same entity, and I don't understand if this Crimson Tide Sports. I, I don't understand if they get their paycheck signed by the university. Or Crimson Tide Sports Marketing. It's just, that's what confuses me. I think it's through Crimson Tide Sports Network, which mm -hmm. I think Learfield runs all these. So they they had the rights just about to all the uh, these radio yeah. contracts. So that's hand. the clumsy part. See, that to me, that's the clumsy part. Is 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 you know, whoever in Alabama made this decision, and a lot of people are assuming Greg Byrne because he's catching all the heat. Well, but, I mean, Greg probably. Ultimately, does make it. Uh, he, he's and going, true. Yeah, but but he he's saying you know it comes down to the point that it's almost like this simple: we don't want Eli anymore, but we do want your other employee, Chris. It's kind of clumsy. <laughs> yeah, um, and you wait till um, you wait till what's coming when they build that new arena. When they build that new arena. You got people that are sitting in seats in Coleman Coliseum, been sitting in these seats since Dad was coaching and before him. When they go to the new arena, first of all, they're not going to have as many seats. And then they're going to say, mm -hmm. yeah, you, they're going to want something equivalent to where they're sitting. And they're going to mm -hmm. say, yep, you can have that seat, but this is the price. They have the right mm -hmm. to purchase the seat. And it's going to be three times what they're paying so in, why do you want it? in yeah. Coleman Coliseum because you got to you got to have money to pay for all these things. Uh, and that's what – that happened at South Carolina. I saw it go through – they had a Gamecock club, and they never had to pay money to have the right to purchase the seats. And then when they did that, they said, you can have the same seats, but you got to pay $5,000 or whatever it is, 10000 Those people went crazy saying, I've been buying these tickets forever – and now you're going to come back and now, and you're not going to be loyal. And they're like, "Hey guys, we got to pay these coaches. We got to build these facilities. Like that's just that." that well, the, the, the thing that you've never understood and never will understand is that if the team, if the this, this, both of you, if the team is if the team is bad, if the team is bad, the students won't come, and you'll be sitting there with a mess. Mm -hmm. What does that yeah. mean? 
Baseball guys, you, you had a smaller arena. You got all those people that can't come to the games anymore, and the students have quit coming because the team's bad. There's not going to be teams that are going to shoot threes all the time and run up to 100 points all the time at Alabama. So you're saying don't build an arena? I didn't say anything. Well, I'm asking. <laughs> well, if, so if, you, if you get on the radio show and you tell me that the Florida – just listen to me. If you get on the radio show and you tell me that Florida had a great crowd, that the Mississippi State game was a great crowd, and they had home field, a home court advantage, what's the problem? They did for that particular game, but the the, the yeah. Identity, hey, the, you know what? That particular game will be in the new arena too if the team's bad. But yeah, but you wouldn't <laughs> have to have as many people in there to have the place full. Okay, so by your logic, then you should never build suites at the football stadium. I didn't because, say anything about lockdown suites. I said, well, what happens when you're bad? Well, nobody's going to well, buy the suites. You sit here and get on the radio <laughs> and tell everybody what a great home court advantage they had. I said they had you're going to go over there, and if the team is bad, they won't have 5,000 there. What does that have to do with building a new arena? Well, it means, it means a lot. It means you knock out everybody that's been going to the old arena without tickets. They can't afford it. <laughs> but I'm saying, that, but you want to... Well, what does have, it have to do with the new arena? But you want to have NIL deals, and you want to have build all these new things where you got to be able to make the money to do it. So they build the new arenas to generate revenue. Okay. So thank you, Philip. Hey, I'm glad I called, Barry, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, thank you. All right, let's talk about Bob Prince. I don't Prince care what, Prince. I don't care what be the well, one. I mean, you can't, you can't go along those lines of thinking. Eventually, you're going to have to build a new place, and then you're going to have to charge more for the seats because you got to pay for the place. And so the well, people, you're, but you're downsizing it, so you're going for 14500 oh, I'm, I'm not downsizing 9, it. I'm not. The university is. I'm not. Well, you're for it, that. I'm for downsizing it? Yeah. Uh, I'm for making it a tougher ticket, so ten thousand something, yeah. But if they had fifteen, I'd be fine with it. Uh, let's talk about Bob Prince and Prince Glover and Hayes. Prince Glover and Hayes, outstanding attorneys, and attorneys that that know the law, know the changes in the law, can help you if you have had a accident or it was not necessary, or somebody's come after you in a in a way that shouldn't have come after you. Three four five one two three four. Visit with them on telephone. They'll have you come in to to uh, Summer One Rice Pine Road, visit with them then. And then from there, uh, they will do an excellent job of representing you in the right way. 345-1234, Prince Glover and Hayes. PrinceLaw.net is the website. Always remember, if they don't win, you don't pay. You listen to Tide 100.9-1230 AM WTBC. It's the home of Alabama sports. No representation is made that the quality of services performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers. Years ago, Jimmy Rain decided that the best way to advertise Great Southernwood was through coaches. Gene Stallings, Pat Dye, Steve Spurrier, myself, and many more coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, Protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. 
road tripping, business travel, or bringing your car in for repairs. All great reasons to rent a Toyota at Tuscaloosa Toyota. You can rent the latest Toyota models for a day, a week, or a weekend. Every Toyota rental car comes with 24 hours roadside assistance and is backed by an entire team of people you know and trust. Rent a Toyota and let's go places. Reserving yours is a breeze at TuscaloosaToyota.com. My caretaker was very rough with me. I thought they did it because I wasn't moving fast enough. Elder abuse is a crime, and together we can stop it. If you or someone you know has been abused, neglected, or exploited, call the Adult Abuse Hotline at 1-800-458-7214. That's 1-800-458-7214. Sponsored by the Alabama Department of Human Resources, the Department of Justice, ADECA Grant Number 18, VA, VS 050, the ABA, and this station. Mr. SEC Tournament Wimp Sanderson gives you his excellent analysis every weekday on Inside the Locker Room, right here on Tide 100.9. Yellow wood, pressure treated pine from Great Southern Wood. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then believe me. You don't want to get right to the Yellowwood Hotline. We have him on, I don't know, maybe a couple times a year. We always love having Keith Askins on. Great player at Hill, Alabama. Has uh, been with the Miami Heat, oh, I think, for over 30 years as a player and also as assistant coach and uh, in charge of scouting. Uh, good morning, Keith. How are you? Hey, Keith. I'm doing well. Good morning. I, uh, I was telling them that I, that I wrote Pat Riley a letter and tried to call him. Tried to, that's how old I am. And uh, I know you enjoyed playing for Pat because he was your coach for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he's a, he's a class act, man. You know, it's, it's like, um, you know, I've only had a few coaches, and and all of them that's been in my life, I still call them coach because they they meant, they meant so much to me. And uh, I've learned along the way from Coach Jerry Todd to you and, and the the coaches that I had in the NBA, especially uh, Coach Rothstein and Riles and and the assistants, you know, one thing you can't I won't forget are, are the assistants that helped me yeah. get to the point where I'm at today. You know, I still keep in touch with Coach Hobbs as well as uh, Coach Talinsky, who's at uh, Tennessee now, and and my assistants and and the pros that actually really helped me. Uh, make a career for myself. Tony Ferentino took me to Bimbo Coles and myself right after my rookie year. And, and as soon as the season's over, I came back to Alabama and, and, and finished my, my, uh, I had one course to finish at Alabama. I went back and did that and went right back to uh, Miami and got to work so I could try and make the team again the next year. So, you know, coaches are, um, not only in basketball, but in life, they, they, they mean a lot. Uh, in your evaluation, are you evaluating good players? Are you evaluating positions? Uh, when you go look, are you looking for a particular guard or a particular postman or whatever? Or, tell, tell, our, tell our list because the evaluation part is critical. Uh, yeah, well, when I go out to evaluate a player, you know, we, we do have a, we, we have compiled a list of, of some, of some players that will, that we that we target that we need to see uh, from the previous year, uh, but when I go, I go in with an open slate. I don't read any other any other any other scout reports on a player. 
and I'll take the entire roster with me. And if someone, you know, stands out, you know, I'll, I'll make a note of them. Um, and, and that's, that's how you find players. Uh, you, you have somebody that you go to see and oftentimes you, you see someone else that, mm-hmm. that's not on the so-called radar that actually plays better and seems like he may have something that may fit, you know, the type of program that you run. I always uh, laugh about uh, when I was in South Carolina, Steph Curry was coming through the high school ranks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Keith, and you'd go watch him, and he could score, but like he literally weighed 130 pounds. Uh, and right. He, he wanted to go to Virginia Tech, and uh, they said, because where his daddy was a great player, and mm-hmm. obviously they said, well, you can come, but you have to walk on. And, and, and Davidson uh, took a chance on him. Uh, obviously, at South Carolina, we didn't. He was from Charlotte. Uh, those are just right. those stories. Those don't happen very often, right? That, I mean, a guy like that <laughs> that you look at him. Well, go ahead. Well, well, you can't you can't discount uh, you know how. You know, a, a kid works. Uh, you know, and Steph grew up in the gym. I think when someone was probably when they were evaluating him, I think they didn't realize he had been in the gym around pro players his entire life. And I was speaking with the, with someone that had scouted him, and he said one thing about Steph, even when he was in high school, is that players gravitated towards him. He just had a yeah. he just had that type of energy. And that personality that people just wanted to play with him and follow him, and you know, for you know, for him to uh, to become the the greatest shooter, possibly be considered the greatest shooter from long range to ever play the game is is incredible. And you can't you can never discount. You know, you look at you look at a kid's size, but you can't see the size of his heart. Uh, you can do all the intel you want, but until you get a chance to really get him into your into an environment in which you can try and help him grow and and uh develop you really can't tell all you want to know if the kid is willing to work and and if he's a good kid i mean steph had an incredible upbringing with his father dale and his mother um so you know when you look at kids you look to make sure and and if, if kids are listening i mean you will go back as far as as their AAU coach, all the way down to their to a JV coach, if we can get in contact with him to see what type of kid he was then, and and do a track and a trace on his family background, and and because last thing you don't last thing you don't want to do is bring a kid into a uh, into a into an environment in which you've developed that that's successful, and he doesn't have the right mindset to continue to grow. And bring something positive to to the environment. Yeah, that. Well, same thing in recruiting. Now you have so mm-hmm. many transfers that you make a mistake on with transfers because you don't know uh, know their abilities on the court, but you have done a poor job at checking their abilities off the court. Right. And I right. Think well, yeah. Some, I, I, and I might not knock at anything, but you know, Arkansas is a little bit that way this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah. Go ahead. You know, Coach, I'm not. I, I don't. I don't. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I really don't understand. You know why? You know, I, and I understand some schools are able to provide more NIL for for a kid than the other school. But you know, once you if you go to school for four years at a program, you say, okay, I've, I've exhausted everything I can do there. 
And so I'm, I'm going to take a fifth year and go somewhere else and play. Okay, I understand that. But I don't understand a kid that's a freshman that, that commits to a program and he's not getting the type of playing time he wants simply because he's not good enough. He's going to transfer and then ends up in the same situation at the next school yeah. simply because he didn't work hard enough and he wasn't good enough. Yeah, you know, so, I mean, you uh, you could take your situation, Keith. I mean, you weren't a five star on the you weren't a McDonald's All American. So Greg Polinski saw you, liked you, so he probably goes to dad and says, "Hey, this kid up at Athens High School is a good player. Well, who's recruiting him? You know, you want to uh, hear like Tennessee yeah. and, right, <laughs> and right. North Alabama. I, mean, I don't even know. Right. And so, right. you, as an assistant, you walk in there and you're. You're afraid the guys going. Are you crazy? Like you know who we have to play, but then the you know yeah. dad goes and watches you and immediately right. sees something that other schools aren't seeing. Correct? Right. Well, I, I'm first. It was it was Coach Rick Barnes. Yeah, was yeah, Rick Barnes. That, I'm sorry. Yeah, that that turned that that brought. And I gotta say, you know, and you know, Coach. I mean, Mr. Glenn Tubbs, who's actually an, yeah. an Alabama alumni. He he actually had seen me play up there and I think he got in touch with the program and I'm still, you know, I still got a lot of respect and a lot of thank, And I'm thankful every day for, for Mr. Tough for getting somebody to put an eye on me. But you know, when you, you know, the only thing I want to do bear is, is, is go to school. Yeah. I was, I didn't even have to take a visit. You know, I, I had my third grade photo in an Alabama football jersey. <laughs> I'll take up for myself. I got a lot of calls about you. But yeah, when I went yeah. up there, I flew uh-huh. up there and I, I I went over with and I Rick went with me once, but I, when I turned to Rick into mm-hmm. this other guy that took me up there, I said, "I'm going to take this kid." They said, "Really? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah." But think yeah. about that, though, yeah. Keith. That one guy making the <laughs> mm-hmm. phone call to Alabama. Right. Change your life. I mean, that phone oh, call is not made. That one phone no. call is not made. Exactly. Probably not, you're probably right. not with the Miami Heat. None of this stuff probably ever happens. <laughs> no, I'm probably I'm probably uh, retiring from the military by now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, because I definitely wouldn't die. You know, as much as I love Athens, Alabama, I definitely didn't. I definitely wasn't staying back and working in a chicken plant. You yeah. Know, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. I um. I I I just wanted to get an education, man. And when 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 coach said, you know, you know, and I'll never forget, he said, you know, I can't promise you that that you're gonna get a chance that that you're gonna play, but what I will promise, I, I promise you, you'll get an opportunity to earn playing time, and you get an opportunity to get an education. From that point on, I was like, oh man. And I tell people to this day, I haven't had a bad day since I signed my scholarship at the University of Alabama. Um, yeah, I've had I've had loved ones pass away, and I've. I've I've had children born, but as I said, the best the best day of my life is when I when I inked that that paper to the University of Alabama. That started me on a trajectory upward, so I could. Do well, he told me he told hey, Barry, yeah, he, he told me he was coming. We got down there, he had a good game. The coaches were lined <laughs> up so far. The team looked like they was going to Baskin Robbins to eat. Right, up, I remember that. I remember that. He also had to factor that in. You know, the one time you go see him, he's got to play well. Because you go in there and a guy plays. Your first impression is usually, you know, it's everything. You you know that, Keith. You go watch a guy one time. And, you know, you got to – and he may have one bad game. But that first Mm -hmm. impression a lot of times is determined whether you go back or not. You know, I I told a coach, I went to to watch a couple kids play. 
And, you know, I spoke with one of the assistants before the game. You know, we got we got to know each other, you know, through conversation. And, you know, the one thing that I can't I can't stomach is watching a kid that I'm supposed to go see not play hard. Yeah. And and I told the coach, I said, you, get, you must tell your kids that aspire to be professional athletes. They only have one chance to make an impression on, on someone because that first impression lasts. It does. And I said, and if one thing I can't, I can't stomach is seeing a kid that doesn't play hard. You know, it's, you know, you can be as talented as you want, but if you don't play hard, eventually it's going to catch up to you. Yeah, no doubt. And if, you, if your team doesn't play hard, you get to one o'clock in the morning practice. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. How oh, yeah. hard is yeah. it, Keith? Um, <laughs> You know, like when dad was coaching, I don't know what his highest salary was. I, I know it mm-hmm. wasn't, probably wasn't even half a million dollars, probably way below mm-hmm. that. Uh, these guys are making, you know, in the SEC now, these guys are making five million, you know, five million to right. eight million. In the NBA, these guys are making, I mean, the the average guys are making just crazy money. Uh, how do you guys handle that with these guys first of all how do you coach a guy that's making five times what you're making number one and two how do you uh how do you know that they won't just shut it down when when they start getting that kind of crazy money um well the first thing is the, the the good ones and headed towards greatness the money doesn't matter uh because they they want to get better and uh They'll 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 trust that you know what you're doing to to get them to the next level, uh, you know. Like LeBron had a great quote, you know. It's you know I always I always tell people it's, it's, you can either fall in love with the life or the lifestyle, and those that those that make the money and fall in love with the material with the material things and uh, and uh, the lifestyle of the party and the rich and famous they don't last long. Those that that get that money and they continue to work and uh, continue to accrue and go from one contract to the next at a max level, those are the guys that you win with and those are the guys that you build your team around. And when you get a guy like that, you want to make sure you're bringing in guys that may not be as talented, won't make as much money, and they understand that, but they're bringing something to the table. And one thing is they're going to bring every night is going to be effort. And then they then they usually have a, a specific skill where those guys that are making the buku making the extraordinary dollars now, those are the guys that you lean on that when you need a basket at the end of the game, those are the guys that you put the ball in their hands. Yeah. And and you and you flatten the floor out and you say go get it. Uh, but it, it's it's a tough situation and I, I mean you you see a lot of guys that once they hit that that second contract. Um, they made they made the injuries start uh, start to come in, and they they start to miss games as well. When they were when they were trying to get that contract, they would have played with uh, they, you know they would have played with with anything possible not to miss any playing time, showing that they were tough enough to tough enough to play and someone that you could depend on. Yeah, yep. Um, I need to have asked you this: any particular game or two games that 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 you think about? that you played in with us? Uh, you know, I I go back, you know, the you know, the game that sticks out more than anything is my freshman year when we played against uh Providence. And you know, we were good that year too, man. We played against Providence. They had Delray Brooks, Prop 
Pop yeah. Lewis and Billy Donovan, Marty Conlon, and um, I think about them, you know, because we never played a team that played at that pace and shot shot the three like they yeah. did. Yeah. You know, they were getting threes and we were getting twos, and I'm like, wow, <laughs> you know, yeah. but, you know, and and you know, I think uh, you know, Derek and I, we spoke about it, and um, another game that that sticks out, of course, would be the. I think it was the championship game where I, where I hit a, a couple uh, threes plus one, and um, any time that we played against Auburn, you know that was that was always that was always a fun time. I mean, it was yeah. I, I think about more about the, the 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 speeches and and your mannerisms in the locker room more than anything. When you get you get get mad and you tried to kick the lunch. Kick, kick the box at lunch. You got your foot stuck in the in the box. <laughs> 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 Marcus <laughs> Webb was so mad he smashed him hamburgers. <laughs> Coach came in. He was mad at us, man. He kicked he kicked that box lunch. He kicked the box of lunch, man. The, the food for the for the bus ride back and got his foot stuck in it. I don't know and, if you were on that team. They had the box of food out by the bus. And no, I, no, I wouldn't know that. And he told them just go, and they left the boxes. Of, he wouldn't feed them. He left the boxes of food sitting, <laughs> sitting on the curb. Now, <laughs> now, now, coach would get up there. Coach would get up, and he would have he, he, you know, there could be a piece of lint on the on the in the carpet. Yeah, and he could be he could be getting you ready to play doing his speech. He'll walk by that piece of lint, and he'll pick it up while he's talking. He'll pick up that piece of lint. You know, go to the garbage can, throw it away, and 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 and, and keep on going. But yeah. the best part of being in that locker room was at the end. You know, most most games we would open up. You know, that we would open up what what Saint Lada used to call a can of whip ass. Yeah. But yeah. when we but when we but when we played against Auburn and Tennessee, you know, it, it was a drum. We we over. He said a drum is open. We opened up. We tried to open up a drum and whip ass. Yeah. <laughs> you know. You need to be yeah. like uh, AJ McCarron. He came back and said the other day that he's coming back to Coach Saban. He wants to get that NIL money that he never got when he was here. So I would think you guys. I don't think you guys could have gotten some NIL money. Well, I uh, tell you what, yeah. I owe you for those shots you made at, at Knoxville against uh, Florida. Yeah, right. That was against Florida. Yeah, uh, I know. I, I remember you it. You drilled three, you. Uh, three threes against Florida oh, when yeah. we played the championship. Oh yeah, we opened it up right there. I, I tell you. Um, you know, Alabama's actually doing something. They've actually started an NIL program with with former players, and, and yeah. you can actually now get a percentage of uh, you know whatever the merchandise that sells somebody to buy a jersey, put your name on the back. It's a great idea. I mean, it's it's awesome. Hey, man, I I I would have played I I, I would have played Alabama. People say, man, how much they pay you? Man, I didn't get paid anything. I, I got a scholarship. I got a scholarship. You know, I got a scholarship. My my grandmom and granddad worked to get me a car so I could go back and forth to Athens. And I would take one of their cars from time to time. I mean, it wasn't you know, it, it was just for the for the love of being being a part of the program and getting an opportunity to better my life. That was that's the reason why I played. Yeah, no doubt. You know, well, Keith, we uh, how 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 your kids? You know, my boys are doing well. Uh, you know, they're 11 years they old. Uh, so you, do you they, coach them? They play basketball? Um, you know, they, they're, you know, unfortunately, El Paso is still in the infancy of uh, development <laughs> for, for kids in basketball. So, you know, I do, 
when I'm at when I'm at home, we do get on the get on get out on the drive, and and we we get we get a fundamental session going. Not only you know, uh, but I'm I, I'm every day I try I think about him. I got to figure out. I'm trying to figure out, and I ask him. I said, "What can I do better to help you become better, get better?" And you know, at this age, the only thing they can do is really get comfortable playing. Yeah. Uh, they got the basic fundamentals. I mean, they can pass, dribble, and shoot. They just now just got to continue to play. I got a lefty and a righty. The left one is a gunner. The righty is a, is a defender, <laughs> but he'll hit the spot up. Uh, so one said he's going. He's not going to college. He's going straight from from high school to pro. And the other one, the other one said he's going to do like me. He's going to go to school and he's going. He's going. He's going to work hard and he's going. He's going to make something of himself. But <laughs> yeah, I tell him. I you know, basketball is not something that I push on them. If they want to do it, I don't go out and tell them let's let's work out. If they want to do it, they'll come to me or and I'll hear the basketball and I go out and watch and then I'll join in. But you know, I just want them to continue to be happy, good kids, good students, and. And whatever they do, if they if they continue to do that and treat people the way they want to be treated, I think they'll succeed. No doubt, Keith. Yeah, thanks, Keith. Appreciate you being on. Appreciate man. it. Call me when you're hey, in town. I will, man. Thank you, man. Y'all have a great day and a good weekend. You too, buddy. Right, thank you. All right, right. there's Bye-bye. Keith. Yeah, he drilled. He drilled about three threes in that in that Florida game. Norm Sloan's coach then, and mm. you know we played in. Playing in Knoxville for the SEC championship, he played great. He played great the whole time. Yeah, he, played he must really love his wife because he let her move back to El Paso. Yeah. He's living in El Paso, Texas. I he went from Miami to El Paso, uh, Justin. Mm. That's, uh, That's Alaska to shot. El Paso. El Paso's, there ain't nothing but sand out there. <laughs> and some heat. All right, uh, we'll take this break. Uh, open up the phone lines, 205-340. We'll also take care of any problems you got with a damp crawl space or a crack in your foundation. They even do pest control and lawn care. Full service, Alabama Professional Services at alabamaprofessional.com. Eli Gold, Chris Stewart, and Roger Hoover live right here. Tide 100.9 is a proud partner of the Crimson Tide Sports Network. We want to thank Yellowwood Pressure Treated Pine for Great Southernwood. Build a five-star backyard. There's only one choice. That's Yellowwood. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that is closest to you. All right, we'll get, take this top of the hour break. Open up the phone calls, 205-342-9904. we got Coach Sonny Smith at 815. That's the Tide 100.9 1230 AM WTBC. Deal or text DEAL to 511-511. Text DEAL to 511-511. All pets are unique. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station tied 100.9 and streaming on the tide 100.9 app from the fox sports studios in los angeles Here's Eddie Garcia. In the NBA, the second half of the season got underway, and the Celtics continued to win. The top team for most of the season so far picked up their first win in their first game. In the second half of the season, they beat the Bulls in Chicago 129-112, to improving to 44-12 and with their seventh win in a row. Thunder over the Clippers 129-107. Oklahoma City moves a game back of Idle, Minnesota for the best record in the West. L.A. is two and a half games back of first place. So is Denver. Nuggets beat the Wizards 131-10, thanks in large part to a triple-double from star Nikola Jokic, 20 
21 points, 19 rebounds, 15 assists. Mavericks over the Suns, 123-113. to 113. Luka Doncic, 41 points, 11 assists for Dallas. Knicks knock off the 76ers, 110-96. Magic over the Cavaliers, 116-109. Wins for the Pelicans, Kings, Pacers, Warriors, Raptors, and Hornets. Top 25 college basketball, number 21, Washington wins at number 4, Arizona, 77-74. Third-ranked Purdue over Rutgers, 96-68. Road tripping, business travel, or bringing your car in for repairs. All great reasons to rent a Toyota at Tuscaloosa Toyota. You can rent the latest Toyota models for a day, a week, or a weekend. Every Toyota rental car comes with 24 hours roadside assistance and is backed by an entire team of people you know and trust. Rent a Toyota and let's go places. Reserving yours is a breeze at TuscaloosaToyota.com. Are you receiving unemployment? Your benefits could be at risk. Here's how you can protect yourself and your benefits. Never respond to mail notifying you of a false claim in your name. Never answer a text message asking you to verify your account. And only respond to official Alabama Department of Labor's social media pages. Report fraud at labor.alabama.gov fraud. Brought to you by the Alabama Department of Labor, ABA, and the station. The Alabama Department of Labor is an equal opportunity employer program. Auxiliary aids and services available upon request to individuals with disabilities. Dial 711 for TTY accessibility. Years ago, Jimmy Rain decided that the best way to advertise Great Southern would was two coaches, Gene Stallings, Pat Dye, Steve Spurrier, and myself, and many more coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the internet, Look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker Room. This is Ed. Phone lines are open 205-342-9904. Andrew Kniffer, he's my Allstate insurance agent. Let him become yours out at 4705 McFarland Boulevard, Suite 3 over in Northport. You're looking for home, life, auto. You need uh, boat insurance. I know it's starting to warm up here. A lot of guys are gals are going to put the uh, boats in the SUV, in the uh Wave runners in the water, so make sure you have those re- insured. Go to uh, his website uh, there, Andrew Conifer. It's the Facebook page, or you can give him a call, 205 722 9201. Andrew Conifer, Allstate Insurance. All right, uh, Alabama will take on Kentucky uh, tomorrow. Uh, Auburn uh, travels, I believe they're at Georgia. I'm pulling that up. They are. Uh, they're at Georgia. Ge- yeah, Georgia. Um, Better be careful. Yeah, better be careful. Uh, just talk about taking your team to Lexington, Kentucky. Well, it's just different up there. Well, uh, it's a hard game. And it's, a, it's a tough game, and, and I probably wouldn't even say this if I were coaching. I wouldn't say anything about the, about the game particularly. But um, generally speaking, um, you, you as a coach never felt like um, 
that you always got a a straight shot with the officials. He's never felt that way. Everybody that ever went there, Bob Bob Wetlick, uh cried after one of the coaches, Ole Miss, wherever he was, cried after one of the games up there. I think one of the I'm not trying to – one of the great games we ever played ever to go into to Lexington to win the SEC championship at at on Kentucky's home court was something I'll never forget. It's just impossible to you just you just don't beat them in there, and to win the night to win the SEC championship on that floor is one of our great wins. But anyway, uh, going with this team, uh, Alabama has a very very hard team to defend. Uh, they do a great job of they do a great job of running the break. They get to the paint, they shoot the threes, and they got everybody on their basketball team that can shoot them, and don't, don't mind shooting them. They got to go ahead. I think I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not on the radio saying Alabama's going to win the game. I think they have a good chance in the game to be successful. I don't know that they will. I'm not trying to put any pressure on them, but. Uh, uh, Kentucky's played good and bad, but they've played bad more than they've played good. Uh, as Barry said, maybe they've gone back and getting their, trying to get their attention. They they don't have the – they have two three-point shooters that are darn good, but they don't have five. And they don't have people off the bench that shoot it that way. So now they have a better inside game at times that Alabama does. Um, if Alabama doesn't does not turn it over a lot, and cuts down to to single digit turnovers and rebounds with them. Alabama has a, a decent chance in this game to win it, whether they will or not. I'm not saying they will, but they have a chance, a, a better chance than than normal the way Alabama plays and the way Kentucky's playing. Yeah, Kentucky. Uh, normally, you say um, Justin that Alabama's just going to outscore you. Well, Kentucky's averaging 87 points a game, so they're they're a team that can score with. Uh, Alabama. I don't think either team's great defensively. Of course, when you play that fast, the scores are going to get up there. Antonio Reeves uh, averaging 19 points a game. Uh, Dillingham, a really good player, 15. And they got Reed Shepard and uh, Mitchell averaging right at 12 points a game. But they are a team uh, that that can score with Alabama. There's not a ton of teams in the SEC that can do that, are there? No, I think so. You know, they they give up 93 points to Florida. And I think Florida, Barry, you, you may disagree. Just based on that one game, I saw them as about as good offensive basketball teams you'll see. Uh, there's one big, the one big kid I don't particularly care for at all. But uh, uh, if they could get him out of there, put somebody else in there. They, 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 you know, they get 93 against Alabama. Of course, it's an overtime game, so the score is going to be higher. But uh, Alabama just outscores you. They and. You know their offense is good enough to whatever whatever if they're if they're really good offense really good offensively and just okay defensively they still win because they score so many points. Yeah, as you look at the uh, standings, obviously Tennessee uh, is really the only team competing with Alabama uh, to win uh, the league. Where you where they say. You know, I think Alabama's a lock, Tennessee's a lock, Auburn's a lock, South Carolina's a lock, Florida and Kentucky are locks. From there, uh, that's uh, six. I, I just don't, I don't, Mississippi State, 
LSU, Ole Miss, Texas A&M. Well, Mississippi State's not out. For Mississippi State, if you look at the standings, that I know them by heart. If you look at, at Mississippi State as number seven and go up the list, those seven will get in. So Ole Miss is out, in your opinion? Yeah. yeah. You know, they're 19 and seven, uh, six and seven in the league. That's where I don't, you know, I think a- A&M was going to be in, but they've played themselves out yeah. unless they just really have a nice run here at the end. Losing at Vanderbilt uh, hurts you bad, and then losing to Arkansas at home, uh, that's a bad, those well, are bad losses, right? Well, yeah, you're exactly right. And and, and Tennessee, Tennessee will, have, will be smart enough now to realize that they're not playing in Missouri. They've got they've got teams that can beat them. They're playing A and M. A and M's beating them. They're playing Kentucky. They, you know, they're playing they're playing good teams. They're playing Auburn. They're playing Alabama. Uh, they've got the, the the if you want to call it, you know, all games count the same. One win or one loss. I got all that. I understand it. But uh, if you just look at the teams that they play, they're tough. Alabama has a great chance to to win the round robin. Like there's any doubt about that, the 18 game schedule. So um, next week, along with this, I'm going to have Garth Grisman on, who is the new assistant commissioner to SEC. I've had dinner with him uh, to talk about SEC basketball and coaches and officials, as much as you talk about it. So uh, it should be interesting next week to have him on, I hope. Yeah, uh, Tennessee's uh, one game back. They, their next two games are at home. They got A&M and Auburn. Then they travel here to Tuscaloosa. So, uh, you know, if, if they'll have their eye on this Kentucky-Alabama game, if they were to, to drop that game, then that, that game here uh, in Tuscaloosa could literally be for the SEC championship. Uh, they do have uh, some other tough games. They got to finish up uh, – at South Carolina and Kentucky at home, but uh, this this Tennessee game here in town is shaping up to be a big, big game. I know they're talking about college game day uh, being here in town for that. So, uh, Justin, you going to go out there and be in the arena early? It's not that early, actually. It's like at 9 o'clock, I think. So, uh, it, I'm not too familiar with the <laughs> basketball version of game day, but 9 o'clock, you said, so you they let you in and everything, right? Oh, yeah, you get in there. Uh, you'll have Seth Greenberg and uh, your boy Jay Billis will be in there. And I'd, obviously I'd Reese probably Davis. just go for Reese. I'd probably yeah, just go for Reese. Reese uh, yeah, Jay Billis. Uh, I guess, uh, you know, Seth's obviously a friend. Those guys may be in town, so maybe we can get some, one of those guys on the well, show. We can get Seth on. Seth's a good friend. If Seth likes our program and he thinks we do a good job. I, I've, I've stayed away from, from Billis a little bit trying to get him. I, I could get him on. I just... The controversy there is is not, you know, that's that's the kind of questions you, you know, the first question you would ask uh, somebody like Jay Billis would be, do you feel like the, the things that you fought for for the players has gone the right direction? <laughs> well, he would like give you uh, some kind of stats to where it has, uh, <laughs> but uh, Coach Saban says this is not college football anymore. No. It's not. Uh, no. There's no. Such thing as a student athlete anymore. <laughs> He's right about that. These guys uh, transferred as many times as they want. Where does the student part come in that? Because obviously, all these hours aren't transferring. And uh, you got to look at maybe the guys, even here that for Alabama, like uh, Grant Nelson, I'm probably pretty sure he's got his degree and so does 
uh, the guard. Uh, what's my guard's name? Uh, are these guys. Are these guys have another year. Uh, somebody was telling me. Somebody researched this. Was telling me that if Mark Sears wanted another year, he could stay another year. I don't see how, but uh, maybe he still has that. At some point, that COVID stuff's going to run out. Well, he was at Muscle Shoals before he went to Ohio. Yeah, and then and uh, he didn't really he didn't you know he he says the Muscle Shoals. I'm glad he is, but uh, uh, I I didn't know if uh, if Nelson. They keep tell, saying Nelson's a senior, and I didn't know if he is a senior. No, I think he is a senior. Um, but uh, you know these guys come in for one year. So are they, I mean, are they? I guess they're in grad school. I mean, are they really going to school? Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. That's kind of what it's come to now. These well, guys come in. Exactly right. Uh, you know, you're sitting there with with education part of it and the grade part of it and the class part of it's gone by the wayside. Well, those guys have probably gotten their degrees, uh, so they're here. Uh, Aaron Estrada. Uh, Aaron Estrada has been like four schools, uh, and so he's here playing his last year. Is he going to school? I mean, I, I, don't, know. I don't know. I do know Barry. Like when I was in school, still a year ago in in May when I graduated, some of the athletes, like the classes you would have with them, even before NIL was this big, the effort <laughs> that was put in by you them know, in these classes was very very low. Yeah, you know, like along these lines that we're talking about, Barry. I never ever. You know, they, you know, called me as a fusser and made them play and tried to get them to play. But I never, ever did anything but praise my kids publicly. But we have Arkansas who's busted their guys. We have Patino now who's been busted because he busted his players publicly, all of them. Um, I, I just think when you do that much publicly, it hurts you getting them to play. I mean, I, and you got to you got to call them in the restroom, try to straighten things out, work hard with them, and know that you know that you care about them and love them. But I think you, when you bust them publicly like that, sometimes you don't. If things go a little bit south for you at the beginning of that game, you quit on it. Yeah, but you've been there. Uh, I've been there till after after a game when you don't feel like your guys play with maximum effort. You watch them. Uh, be slow laterally, and you're sitting there thinking, "Good guys." So you sometimes you say things right after a game oh, based know. on emotion. That <laughs> after you had a day or two to think yeah. about, it, you're like, "I probably should have." Patino uh, came out yesterday and said, "I'm not changing anything. I said I'm saying more." <laughs> he said, well, "I did. I just told the truth." Yeah. Uh, so there you go. All right, so we'll get the break here. We'll get Coach Sonny Smith in. Tuscaloosa Toyota. Go to TuscaloosaToyota.com. Swing out to Skyland Boulevard today. See Justin, David DeSantis. The 2024s are in. Go check out that Grand Highlander. Uh, we've talked to Justin a lot about that. They also got a bunch of new trucks out there. Uh, the Ravs, the Camrys. Uh, uh, you can also go to TuscasToyo.com, schedule a service right there at the website. If you want to look at the used inventory, they have them a lot. If you want to trade in, they're there. Whatever you need, ready to take great care of you. Swing by Tuscaloosa Toyo today and tell them that Wimp and Barry sent you. List the tide 100.9, a.m. WTBC is the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. The biggest problem we're looking at is not hard to find. This is northbound Lurling Wallace right at the University Boulevard exit. A major accident still blocking the two left lanes of traffic. 
We're getting close to an hour with this one now. The backup is before Stillman, almost back to the 2059 interchange. Away at Birmingham Racecourse Casino, where you can be a winner too. Birmingham Racecourse Casino, off I-459, exit 31 Derby Parkway. Must be 21 or older. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. We'll forecast a clearing sky today. Tuscaloosa size 68. For tonight, mostly fair with the low at 44. The weekend will be dry. Lots of sunshine tomorrow and Sunday. The high tomorrow is 62. The high Sunday in the upper 60s at 68. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 53 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Inside the locker room with Wimp and Barry on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Royal Cleaners, they want to make your life easy, Justin. So they'll you bring that cleaning right here to work. They'll swing back here, pick up the cleaning, get it cleaned up, deliver it right back. If you need to drop off University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue, North Porter, 4851 Rice Mine Road. As it uh, gets a little bit warmer, becomes golf season, you got those beautiful golf shirts. A lot of those shirts now, $100, $150. You don't want to be washing those in the washer and dryer. Let Royal handle all that for you. Give them a call today, 205-391-0034. We get right to the Royal Cleaners Hotline. We know he's got a lot of beautiful golf shirts. He would not be laundrying himself. Coach Sonny Smith. Good morning, Coach. How are you? Hey, Sonny. Good. Good morning. How are you guys today? We're okay, good. tell us, uh, tell us, there's something happened in NASCAR. I'm not sure what it was that, that I need to know about and our listeners need to know about. Uh, nothing in the last uh, nothing in the last week, like uh, big car wrecks or anything like that. They had uh, they had a little dispute in the Daytona 500 over uh, one fellow calling, uh, causing a wreck that uh, damaged 13 cars. But uh, after they took a look at it, it was not not his fault. It was somebody hitting from behind and uh, and. Gillian, I, I would already pronounce. I would tell you his name if I could pronounce it. Gillian is the kid's name, David, I think, and uh, they blamed him, but I think somebody else took him out. So we, they didn't have anything except the Daytona 500, and that's really big. If people, people, if they say if, if ever going to want to go to one NASCAR race, they want to go to Daytona, the Day, Daytona Beach 500. Talk a little bit about uh, Auburn. Uh, they had a week off here. Sometimes a week off's good. Sometimes when you lose, you don't want to have a week off. They had uh, the injury to Jalen Williams. Did not shoot the ball well at all against Kentucky. Kentucky played uh, really well and then went late an egg at uh, LSU. But talk about uh, the the state of mind of Auburn heading over to Georgia tomorrow. I don't think it's a negative state. The negative state may be that Jalen Williams is may not be available and you know he's a double figure scorer he's a six or seven rebounds a game type of guy and he's an excellent passer and and one the, probably their best d- defensive player on the wings and uh, they really need him back to uh good you could say well they're a team that plays two teams and it shouldn't be all that much a loss but when when he's probably your first or second best player uh, that's a big loss for your team. 
and he's one of the one of the guys that can really take any guy and defend him well. And he gets in foul trouble sometimes because he's always taking the best guy. But uh, he shoots the ball well from the outside, and they need that. And he rebounds uh, not great, but well enough to be a, a strong power forward. So he's a big loss for them right now if they go into this next game without him. They're they're talking more positive than they are negative about him. He may play, okay. but they got to have him. Guard play has not been uh, has not been the strength as much in the last two games as I thought it would be. They got four guards that are capable of double figures every night and all can defend. And I thought their guard play might be the strongest part, but in, in the last game, it's it's been uh, so so. So I think they got to get guard play back. They got two outstanding guards without much size. And when they, uh, you know, people try to mismatch them, get them down inside and, and post them up, that type of thing. But Bruce is pretty good at uh, rotating his defense into help, into double-ups or switches and things like that. that uh, it pretty much has been taken care of. But uh, uh, they, they seem to be uh, going from, say, a 9- or 10-man rotation down to about six or seven now, so it's going to be a little bit of a change when you see them play. Yeah, that. Uh, the league is going to have at least, I think, seven teams. Everybody else thinks nine. I hope I'm wrong. Um, I, I hope you are too, but I think closer to nine, right? Uh, they've got seven, but losing records is the only reason I say that. Um, the... the uh, what do you think about the league as far as somebody that, that is just really, really has a chance to win the national championship? I'm not is sure it's team? there. I don't sure it's there, somebody that can win a national championship. And I say that because it's kind of a league where everybody's about the same. You go down through, way down through the league, anybody can beat anybody. And usually when you got a team in your league that can win a national championship, they destroy teams in their own league. Uh, and I haven't seen anybody. If if I were to, somebody were to say to me, now who's the best team in the league? Uh, you know, first time, usually it's the first name comes to your mind is Kentucky. And Kentucky, I do not think, is the best team in the league. Mm. So who is the best team in the league? I'll ask you guys. Well, I think it's That's a very Alabama. difficult to answer. I totally agree with you. I, I, I think it's them. But uh, I, I, I'd say, uh, I would say the, everybody's going to say Kentucky right off, but I don't think that's the case. But I say Alabama's the best team, yes. Yeah. Tennessee's up and down a little bit on the road offensively. and you know, Well, Kentucky's I think, I, I, you see, let's say this, Wimp. Alabama goes to Tennessee. Who's going to win? Well, Alabama's uh, gone to Tennessee already and gotten clobbered. But right they, 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 now, now Tennessee, if Tennessee comes to, to Tennessee comes to Alabama. Who's going to win? I think Alabama will. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So they're going yeah. to get a split there, and then who becomes the best team in the league? Who they got to be to get uh, one of those two teams to be the best? Uh, somebody. Yeah. The reason I say that that was asking me on another radio show. Yeah, you know, it's hard to know. I think, yeah, last year in Alabama, I think last year was a great was a great chance for Alabama to win a national championship. I thought they had that kind of they got that kind of draw when they got number one draw, which 
being, yeah. as you know, in the, in the seating for the, SC, for the NCAA tournament. I thought that that was terrific for him, but uh, you know, it didn't quite work out. And it's hard for it to work out. It's hard. It's hard to do. So, um, as that, who's been, who's, you for you guys, for you guys, who's been the biggest surprise in the league? Probably South Carolina for me. On who Barry? Yeah, I would say I would uh, think South Carolina. And then I would too. Uh, the next team. This Florida. Uh, I watched them in person here the other night. I, I had no idea they were that good. They, they're very talented, hard to play. They'll, they'll be a tough out in the NCAA tournament. They got some bigs. I agree with that. Also. And they got some guards that can score. And uh, and so I would say South Carolina and Florida would be my two biggest surprises. And of the two Mississippi teams, which one could advance? State. Yeah, that's another question you asked me. I'll ask you. Yeah, I would say state, just because they got the big kids inside and they they rebound. Both teams defend well. But I think yeah. state's a little bit ahead. Well, I said state, but I wasn't sure about it. I was kind of chewing on my tongue when I said that. But, uh, <laughs> well, I, uh, I I really uh, I, I I really don't know which team is the best, but they're both pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Anybody? Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. As you. You know, as you enter the SEC tournament, um, if you already know you're in the tournament, some some people I think don't take it as serious. Some do because uh, obviously a chance to win a championship. Now you get the double buys if you're a, a top four seed. Uh, what what should be these teams' approach going into the tournament if they know they're already uh, going to get a bid with the NCAA? Well, I think you have to work. Uh, First thing you have to work really hard on selling your players. How important winning winning the regular season is. Yeah, and uh, you might have a hard time with that. And I think that's where that's where your work is. And I think you should go all out to win the regular as well as the turn. Even, no, no matter where you are in or out, you know, I think you should have the same approach you were for regular season for every game. Is and you, I I don't go ahead. Go ahead. No, and as you get it in the term, I asked both you guys this. Obviously, the the deal comes out on Sunday, so you're either going to play Thursday or Friday, uh, and then you know if you win that first game, you got one day to prepare. What types of teams do you not want to see in the first round? Uh, although you have more time to prepare, uh, you know you have teams that are half court teams, you have teams that are pressing teams, you have teams that are zone teams. Is there a particular style of play that you uh, would rather not see uh, in the first round? Yeah, people that press and people that hold a ball a long time for the shoot. Yeah. Uh, I think those are the things that you have to uh, worry about more than anything else. So uh, if you were playing all of a sudden, it pops up, you're the head coach at Auburn, and it says you're playing Virginia. Uh, that's like going to the dentist, right, when you're going to play Virginia? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I, you know, in, in the NCAA play, uh, you don't want to take somebody that plays different than the teams you played all year. You know, yeah. somebody that holds the ball right down the other shot clock, or people that run with everything uh, and throw up a bunch of threes that, that you haven't seen that much in your own league. It, you, you you don't want to have to prepare for something you haven't seen much of in, in the people that you've been playing. Yeah, Dad, what style did you not want? Well, to the, see? the one thing your coaches don't catch on to right now, uh, in my opinion, is that you can. You can contest shots and t- and make make threes tough. He plays on, in some. But here's the here's the difference. It has to be a well taught zone, 
and you have to know who can shoot and who can't. Now you're not going to rebound yeah. as well out of the zone. Alabama can't. Then they don't play no. zone anyway. But you're not going to rebound. But my opinion is that you can you can change people's tempo if you show them some zone occasionally, and you can te- you can contest shots with the zone. Mm-hmm. You're not going to rebound as well. But nobody ever does that. A and M would like to do it against Alabama, and they start, but they don't have the personnel to do it. But they they gave them don't a three quarter. They, they gave them a three quarter look zone and slowed things down for a while. They, it was a just low scoring game. So I, I think that's that's the way I would play them. So. Yeah, you know, uh, back in the day, and we played them a couple times. I was at South Carolina, I think even when I was at Wake Forest. But you hated to see Syracuse uh, because you worked on your man offense all year, and you can never simulate their zone in practice. Because when you started playing no. them, those guys were so long, so you you couldn't get good looks against them. Th- those are kind of teams because you you weren't practicing what you had been practicing all year because they were going to literally play you forty minutes of zone. Th- those teams to me are hard to play. Well. It almost ends up when you play Syracuse, and I did, uh, almost like a switching man to man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it 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 it'd be like a lot of times it'd be like a zone on one side, man to man on the other, that type of thing. You never saw, you never went into Syracuse, and I played them twice, uh, knowing what what was a good way to hit that zone. You know, you you get hit the gaps, uh, quick rotations hit it in the post, kick it opposite. Uh, all of those things, uh, you almost have to, pre- you can't say I'm preparing for a zone because it's so much like a man-to-man. It, uh, it was a difficult team to prepare for. Now, I don't know if that was in Jim Bell, uh, Jim Bayhouse's mind or not. I thought he started playing zone because he couldn't get that many good players for the league that he was in. But he's ended up doing it over the years really well. Yeah, well, you know, the other thing that happens is you're playing zone, so you look up, there's five minutes to go in the half, and they only got two fouls, and you know, so you never get to the free throw line because they don't ever foul you in the zone. So there's a lot of lot of well, advantages to that uh, that people don't realize. Well, the biggest problem. Well, I played a, I played a zone and I played a zone basically Auburn in the last few years. Uh, early, I mean. And the reason I did, I, I didn't trust the officials enough to yeah. play difficult man to man. I thought I'd be in foul trouble by halftime. That's a but you know that was just a, that was just a kind of a thing that went around the league that people could say. And you know you you went in thinking officials weren't weren't going to help you unless you're uh, at home, yeah. and that, that wasn't true. But it, you thought that anyhow. Yeah. That. Well, you know the biggest thing with zone is it's not well taught. Uh, I think you know they don't. They understand that. Oh, we're going to play zone, so it's going to be a little bit easier. Well, it's the reason you go to zone, Wimp. Don't you think it's the reason you go to zone? If you go to zone making a commitment, you can play the zone with man-to-man principles and and be really good. It's almost like playing a switch. Uh, when yeah. I did it, but, when I uh, did, I tried to work on it in the mornings. We have two practice sessions. We we walked through in the morning and and learned the, the coverages and how we wanted to cover the, the team and then we pra- we play live at afternoon. But it's yeah, that's be a good way to no do it. Yeah, I I did it because of depth. I I, I felt like it uh, we wouldn't foul as much in the zone and I could still play seven players, and uh, it doesn't always work out that way. 
and you, uh, uh, I think, I think if you play a zone, it's a little off, uh, off kilter. Let's say people spend a lot of time working on it and it takes away from the other things that they do. So I felt like a lot of times people spent too much time working on a zone. It wasn't all that good from, <laughs> from my standpoint that my zone I was talking about. I asked you this, I asked you this yesterday. So we switched it over. Um, is there any talk at all about football with, with your gummers at night? Y'all, y'all have any football thing? You know, the all Hugh Freeze is is he in in the picture there all the time? Why does he call you a gummer? No. Why does he call you a gummer, Coach? That's disrespectful. Uh, is that disrespectful? Yeah, no. uh, he says you don't have any teeth. The guys oh, that's what it's teeth. all about. Yeah. Oh, I, well, he just he just now caught on. It's better, it's better to have none than have them all full of the case like this. <laughs> <I think. laughs> that's right. <laughs> it's best to have no teeth. He got all the case. Well, tell me about you, but, you know, you don't hear anything. <clears throat> that's amazing to me. You just don't hear talk about your you freeze. You read some, but it's uh. Uh, it's more about the quarterback. You'll hear a lot of that. It's more about the changing of coaches, that type of thing. But you hear very little talk, and I think I told Wimp this. You, you, you hear very little talk about Hugh Freeze. Is that good? Probably is. Yeah, if you're his wife, it is. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't – I only think I can see that being a negative is in the recruiting battles, maybe. Yeah. They don't even talk about him, you know, that type of thing. But uh, most people that have met him and know him have have good good thoughts about him. I need some help, Coach. Uh, Dad got mad at me in the first hour. I was talking about the arena. And he when he gets mad at you on the radio, like, there ain't no turning back. Like, he's coming after you. What, what did you do when he got mad at you? Just kind of sit back and listen? Well, I, just, I, just, I just thought he came to work mad. <laughs> I thought it was going to be all day. I didn't know. Like, I didn't know. I just thought that was his personality. Golly, yeah. <laughs> I had people texting me like, "Good." Lady. You know what? You know what it was, Barry. Yeah. Coming down, coming down the road, getting to the getting to the radio station. He'd be mad when he got there. If you don't agree with him, he gets mad. I mean, like mad. He got mad at me, so I didn't know how you handled that when he got mad at you. We never well, got I, mad at each other. <laughs> we were we loved one another. Uh, hey, we 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 didn't know what we was talking about, so we both thought we were right. Did he we ever? Had, uh, we had good times. That's the reason we had the radio show. We didn't even know who the guests were going. We didn't have any guests. <laughs> <laughs> did he go in and ask for a raise one time and act like he wasn't going to get oh, it? Oh, did he? And then he put like boxes outside, like he was going to pack up all his stuff to make him think. Well, he was yeah, right. he did. that's not any more true. How do y'all come up with that stuff? Is that I true? Yeah. Never been that true, Barry. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, he was going to go in and ask for a raise. Yeah, have him tell you about the time we we're going to go down and ask for a raise. Have <laughs> <laughs> said a raise? So he, yeah, had, we go he put some boxes I, I, outside I, I, his I knew office. It. <laughs> he put Because if he didn't get the raise, he was going to act like he was going to pack his boxes. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. And that, that, that so guy said, the hey, who do we have help? Do you need somebody to help you pack? Uh, the GM would have helped us back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Y'all were bigger than the GM. That was the problem. Yeah, so. yeah, we thought we were, for sure. <laughs> yeah, so. 
All right, Coach. We couldn't, uh, get, a, we couldn't get a guy, before we, before we go over, we couldn't get a guy to work with us. You know, a guy bring us in. Yeah. They're all scared to death of Will. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. we yeah. They love, they love me and, and scared to death of Will. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What did right. you say, Barry? They probably got mad at them. They didn't know what yeah. to do. So, uh, anyway. All right. <laughs> Coach, hey, we did have a long run for two bad guys. Go watch some Western Western movies. Oh, all yeah. Right. I, I, I haven't seen a good one lately. Yeah, Tim Holt, quit showing him. Yeah. <laughs> run out of film, all black and white film. All right. <laughs> hey, good to, good to be with you guys. Thank I gotta you. go. Appreciate Thank it. you. All right, uh, as we get to break here, let's talk about our great new sponsor, Bryant Bank. Frank Bank uh, customers uh, enjoy online banking uh, accessible around the clock at, at Bryant Bank. Walk into a bank and you've got a banker. Uh, it is a homegrown, home atmosphere. I've been with them for a long, long time. They're great people. They do everything they possibly can to to make you happy. And they, uh, they um, be darn sure that they're in, in charge of what you have there because the sad truth of it is that we have business that are targeted now by fraud attempts every day. And uh, this day and age, you need to, you know, about your bank and about your banker and what's going on with, with the money that you have. My bank has been in business a long, long time. They've got the four locations in Tuscaloosa, several locations in Birmingham, and um, uh, throughout the state of Alabama. So uh, Coach Bryant's son started the bank, uh, but it's, it's turned over to a lot of people now. So if you need something, uh, just uh, in the way of banking, just give Bryant Bank a call. Go by and visit with them. Get an account and tell me hurry on inside the locker room. Uh-huh. Um, two things. There's two things I want to tell you about the about this arena thing. The two the, for all the listeners, Philip and all of you. The two there are two reasons that that people go to basketball games because it's hard to get attendance at times. Number one is who you play. If you play Auburn, if you play Kentucky, back back when I did it. You play Auburn, you play Kentucky, they come to the games. They don't come to the games if you play mediocre teams and you have a bad team. Uh, they will quit you, the fans will quit you quick if you, if you don't play, uh, if you play mediocre teams or teams that are not as good in the league that year and they they just do. They don't they don't come to the games. They want to come they want to come to see a, a rival, number one, in basketball. And they want to come and see your team play if you have a winning team. And outside of that, they will quit you in a heartbeat. We were fortunate enough that we had we had good players, good teams, but you do you look since since my day, there have been some not since my day. Before my day, we were good teams. We had good, pretty good crowds, but we had a coach that raised, prior to me that raised Kane with them about not coming. And then after me, that we had some, some lulls. But that's the two factors. Um, I'm, so I'm you, just, you just Go ahead. you just gave a reason as to why you only need 10,000 seats because if they ain't coming, then, then you got 6,000, then you only got 4,000 well, seats well, the problem empty. You have with it, the problem you have with it, Barry, is that that you have all those guys who now cannot be, be basketball fans because they don't have the money. 
uh, you've gone up to, to pay for the arena. You've gone sky high with the money. And I, I, the thing that I don't understand is if you've got fourteen five in there, and, and you say that the that the the home home forty field home court advantage was great in those games, isn't that just as good as have nine? Nine thousand in there. It's 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 because if you if you play, uh, let's say Vanderbilt, and you have the seating arrangements that Auburn has, where the students are around the court, not on yeah. the one side across the benches. They will. Come. I mean, you don't have to have that. They're around the court. They got the best seats in the house. Then you've got a home court advantage. Well, you, you play, do there, but you do in that situation there. But you know that uh, as far as is. Is taking those poor guys and who've been in those games and they've doubled, triple the price and they can't go to the games. I do, I do, I don't. I have a hard time. You know, always say I'm hard nosed and don't care about anybody. I care about they everybody. Did that. That's what they I did. care about dogs, cats, and and people. But I just don't see. I don't see that that you know over over a game. But shit, Auburn gets beat the other night at home. It, it, it the, Alabama has with this coach they've got now. They had a lot. They don't ever lose at home. But there will be a time when, when Alabama will go through some tough times. There will also be a time where people say, I'm not going there. Man, that, that arena is so outdated. I want a new place. Uh, the Ole Miss has they, got a Really? Yeah. Could They'll happen. say they, they, the arena is outdated so they don't want a new place? Yeah. And they're basketball fans? Yeah. I don't agree. So you just say just keep that old place? and No, I, I don't. Is, is it, does it look that bad? I mean, you have no suites in there. The uh, the the way the amenities in there, but you go to Ole Misses, a lot, a lot of these places. You can walk around the concourse. You can still see in there and see see the game. People just like to go. Uh, Ole Miss, Ole Miss last year, and I think he's a heck of a coach. When Kermit Davis didn't have enough there to start a fight. Mm-hmm. That's a perfect example. Now they got a new coach came in. They won all their they won all their non conference games against the nobodies. And when they and when they go to the when they play Alabama, they'll be they'll be packed. No, but you get, you can't base it on that. Was, well, you're not when you're. I tell you what, we're not going to build a new arena because we're going to be bad yeah. one day and nobody will come. Well, so I'll tell you one. I'll tell you one thing. If it's if you're if you're old and don't have a lot of money and you've been an Alabama I, I, basketball fan, you, you ain't going to like it. <laughs> I already told you that. That's what happened in South Carolina. They, but they were giving away those seats. And everybody in the SEC wasn't. So they, you they, people, you people on this radio show and listen to this thing. I'm not, I'm not as hard nosed as all y'all think I was. My point I is, they were giving away the seats to South Carolina, okay. and so all the other schools in the SEC weren't doing. It, so they were making a pile more money. So they were able to build better facilities, hire more quality coaches, have more coaches. So they said, yeah. "We got to start doing what it everybody else is doing." Basketball about that. Well, I'm saying they did. Money comes. Yeah, but I'm saying they is your number one dealer, and they'll beat any written offer or pay you a thousand dollars. Keeping you number one keeps Townsend Nissan number one. See dealer for details. Years ago, Jimmy Rain decided that the best way to advertise Great Southernwood was through coaches. Gene Stallings, Pat Dye, Steve Spurrier, and myself, and many more coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at yellow wood. Every time. 
Plus, at these prices, well, we're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Road tripping, business travel, or bringing your car in for repairs. All great reasons to rent a Toyota at Tuscaloosa Toyota. You can rent the latest Toyota models for a day, a week, or a weekend. Every Toyota rental car comes with 24 hours roadside and let's go places. Reserving yours is a breeze at TuscaloosaToyota.com. This report is sponsored by Unbound.org. Tide 100.9 Traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. Our big accident on Lurling Wallace is still there, but the news is a little bit better. This is northbound at University Boulevard. They have now reopened the center lane. Left lane is all that's still blocked. As a result, the backup is a little bit better, still stretching back for several blocks, and you still... So you can take on your day. Start your day with Nature Made, the number one pharmacist-recommended vitamin and supplement brand. Based on a survey of pharmacists who recommend branded vitamins and supplements. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. We'll forecast a clearing sky today. Tuscaloosa size 68. For tonight, mostly fair with a low at 44. The weekend will be dry. Lots of sunshine tomorrow and Sunday. The high tomorrow is 62. The high Sunday in the upper 60s at 68. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 55 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry. Only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. I get right to the Yellowwood Hotline. I've got several calls holding here and get to Rick. Come on, Rick. <laughs> Hey, Rick. hey, good morning, guys. Uh, just quickly, uh, Coach Sanderson, first of all, thank you so much for all you've done for Alabama basketball over the years. I was a, <clears throat> a former season ticket holder from 1979 through 2002 until a career move sent me to Florida. So uh, it didn't make any sense to have season tickets then, but I, I obviously was there during the years that you were there. And, and uh, thank, thank you for all you did. But I, I just, um, you know, I, I don't, to me, at this point, I'm, I'm fixing to retire back to Tuscaloosa and I'm still, you know, going to games now a little bit now living in Atlanta, but I, I just don't make it, it makes no sense to me to go to a smaller arena. Uh, we, we're trying to compare to Auburn. Uh, Auburn never supported basketball. They put a curtain up in their arena to for, where they had empty seats before they built the new place. So comparing to them, to Ole Miss or anybody else, I just think it doesn't make any sense. Alabama supported basketball. Yes, we're not Kentucky. Yep. But we supported basketball to a great degree. My understanding, I'm an accountant, so I look at the number thing. And, and you look at, typically, I think they sell about 12,500 tickets to the games the regularly. Now, the bigger game, Kentucky, and people come to town, they're sold out. But sure. that if you're getting that many people that are buying the tickets, whether they're coming into all the games from Birmingham or not, that's not the point. You're selling that many tickets. Then what sense does it make to go to a 10,000-seat arena? Uh, first of all, how many students were in Alabama when you were coaching, Coach? Yeah. Not, probably, not, not eighteen thousand. Now there's thirty-eight. I think somewhere there's thirty-eight. Yeah. So obviously, there's more students that want to be able to go to the game. Yeah, they may not support it when it's not winning. I, I understand it, but you still have that many more students, double the number. So you you need more seats for the students, and then. Hasn't our population grown as well? Aren't there more alumni maybe that want to come to the games? So, so you agree with me to some extent? 
Well, I don't okay. I, I mean, but let me ask you this, Rick. Are you saying, okay, build the arena, just don't build it 10,000 seats, build it 13,000, 14,000. I mean. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So he's not exactly. really saying I, what you're saying. He's saying. Or, or he's saying what I'm saying. I thought you were you saying, saying don't, what, don't what build I know, I, that wasn't that wasn't the idea you gave him, son. You gave him the idea of nine. No, no, I'm just well, saying that's what Greg Byrne and them say they're <laughs> going to build because the cost yeah. is going. I'm not saying that's right. That's just what they're yeah. saying. That they uh, waited. Well, they well, waited so I, I long. Thought you, I thought you told our listeners that was correct. That, well, B- Barry, that that is correct. I I actually uh, uh, Byrne came over to an event over in Atlanta. Spoke to a group of us over here, and I and I went up and asked him. I said. What is the deal with the arena at ten thousand? He said, "Well, you know, we, a lot of these games, yeah, there's twelve thousand, but they don't really all come." I said, "But that's not the point. You're squeezing out the average fan who does want to yeah. come, who can't yeah. afford a season ticket, and they and you're squeezing them out by going to a smaller arena." And he did. He said, "Well, we, when you go from ten to fourteen, it's a lot greater cost." Yeah. Well, it's because they've and, waited and so I, long. Yeah, because they've waited I, so exactly. long. Exactly. And and the students, you know, the whole thing about being closer to the floor, you can have seats closer to the floor and still have 14,000. Sure. It's just how far do you build the thing up? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So I just, I think, you know, I wish I had a check I could write. Well, I appreciate it the right way. I love Coleman. I've been to, t- obviously, thousands of games here, and, I, and I, I still like Coleman. I don't think you really have to have a new arena, but it's just uh, – you know, if that's the you know the thought that we want to go in that direction, but don't do it because Auburn has a, a lot of people screaming at their games and they have a small place. It's just yeah, do it I for agree. the right reason. Yeah. And don't squeeze out the average guy. Thank you, Rick. Thanks, Rick. Appreciate it. All right. Uh, I'm not – I'm just saying what they're talking about. But the only thing I like about the 10,000 is it makes it a tough ticket. I think like like Duke does that. Obviously, Duke doesn't have it's a. They've never have made that place. It's a tough ticket. Like it's tough to get in there. So you get in there. It's it's a real. Well, that guy made a lot of sense. Though, I uh, I get back to the uh, Yellowwood Highlight. Get Cindy. Oops, Cindy's gone. All right, back to the Yellowwood Highlight. Get Tom in. Good morning, Tom. Good morning, Tom. Yeah, Barry, I, I've got the solution to the uh, arena thing, but but it concerns me that. All those people that, when I look down there, that's got courtside seats, I, I just hate to see them disrespected and thrown away. I, I really do. I, I, it's not right. They've been there a long time, and uh, they are, they are major supporters of the program. And I, I just don't. I don't. I don't like throwing them under the bus and throwing them away. I, I think that's bad. And I think. Uh, but my solution to the thing is, okay, build a new arena, but turn Coleman back to what it was in the days when it was built. It was built under the surmise that it was a multifunctional facility, and, and it was that, and it paid off, and, and there were concerts, and there were basketball. There was all sorts of events over there all the time that made money. And I say turn Coleman into the NIL mecca and 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 have events and all the money go to NIL. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you on the location. Like I love where Coleman is. I, if they were going to build a new one, I would say build it right beside Coleman, 
and then when you get it built, uh, somehow connect the practice facility to it if you need a new, and then maybe get rid of Coleman. But, but the, out there by the uh, softball field, eh, I don't, I'm not as crazy about that location. Maybe getting in and out of it will be good. I, I don't know. Uh, it was hard uh, getting out of it. Long schoolers never give up their, their, all that over there near them. <laughs> yeah. they, they, they're not going to give that up. Yeah, and, so. uh, but I, I do believe that there's a function for Coleman. I really do. And I believe that uh, a study should be done. If you turn it into an event venue like it used to be when we were growing up, uh, and we went to all kind of stuff, all kinds of concerts and everything else there. And uh, it, it, it was a, it was a, a really a thriving uh, entity uh, on campus there. I, I think it, that, that just to write it off and, and think that it can't contribute is wrong. Yeah, but I, if you build a new place, you're going to want that place generating the revenue. Uh, so, you know, um, aren't you, I mean, if you're going, you're not going to just, you're just going to have basketball games over there and that's it. I don't know. My wife's hard at me. You don't want to get real. (laughs) Thank you, Tom. Thanks, Tom. Uh, you know, I don't know. I'm not, I mean, I'm okay with 10,000 seats. Uh, I had a guy just text me. He thinks 12,000 would be better there. There, there is going to be, even if you go to 12, if you go to 13, Whatever they're going to have to pay more for the seats at the new place. Uh, they're, they're, not just, even, they're not even planning, according to you. They're not even planning to do that. Do what? <laughs> to do what? They, they, they want to keep it. They're going to keep it at nine because of what Auburn had. Good. I mean, well, they're I not trying they, to help. They're not going to have twelve fifteen. I think they've waited so long. Now the cost has continued to go up. So then they say, "Well, if we had another two or three thousand seats, I don't know what uh, Rick said, but it's going to add." so many more millions to the price tag there. So I don't know. We'll see. Well, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I want people to understand. I'm not, it's not anything to do. It's not anything to do with me coaching over at Coleman Coliseum. Col- Coleman Coliseum shouldn't even have been named Coleman Coliseum. If you want the honest truth. Should have been named that. There we go. But it was. All right, we can pick this topic up next we'll week. Pick it, we'll pick it up Monday. And you can all golf right. us. You can get everybody can get mad at me. All right, uh, but you're gonna pay more if you build a new arena. You're gonna pay more uh, for the seats. That's because you because what happens is when when these coaches leave, if Nate Oates leaves, uh, Justin, you're going to want to pay a big money to bring the next guy in. So you got to keep making money here. Uh, if you skip and say, well, we don't want to charge as much. Then you can't have as good of facilities and you can't hire the quality people that you want to hire because everybody uh, is paying these high, crazy dollars this time uh, This time, right now in college athletics. All right, that's it for today's show. We'll get out of here and make way for the Gary Harris Show. Keep it locked in. We'll break down the Alabama-Kentucky game Monday. And I don't understand this, Justin. Help me with this. Why is Alabama and Valpo playing baseball at 2 o'clock tomorrow and the basketball game's at 3? Are we trying to help? Like, we should have known the basketball game's at 3. Play the baseball game at 6 or play it at noon. Why are you going to play it at 2? Nobody's going to go. It's a tied 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports.